be reminded sometimes. We got to be reminded that what God has already placed in us is greater. Greater than what we can be going through. Whatever the enemy is trying to do. Hallelujah. Because his, his time is small. His time is short. His time is short. Every prophetic word our man of God heard. Every prophetic word is for now. Satan knows that. He heard the same thing. When our man of God said it, Satan heard it. He didn't know. He didn't know because he's not omniscient. But he heard when our man of God said that the word is for now. Every prophetic word is for now. Every word that you've heard all over your life is for now. Whether it happened, whether it was spoken to you yesterday or 30 years ago, it's for now. Satan knows that, so he's trying to get you away from the now. That's all he's trying to do. But we have to hold on. Amen? Amen. Give him honor. Give him honor. Thank you, Lord. Give him honor to our God, our Savior, our Master's King, and our mom and dad who's home. Hallelujah. Our mom is home. Hallelujah. Hey, mom. Hey, dad. How you doing? Hallelujah. Hey, the enemy tried, but he lost again. And I, 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 honor, I honor our man and woman of God because they are so sincere. Even when they're going through, they're still thinking about us. If that's not the image of Christ, I don't know. Because even when Jesus was going through, he was thinking about us. And our man of God, like, look, we can, I can call I can text, and I'm going to get some kind of reply. Even though things may be going on, I was texting dad. He's at the hospital. My wife was texting mom. She's in the hospital. But they reply. I don't, I, listen, I, listen, I, they're, I don't know, I don't know too many people who's in the hospital who will come back and reply while they're there, while they're going through what they're going through. But because they love us so much. Man, I, I was Wednesday, Wednesday, I was with my wife and I was just crying. I was boo-hoo crying. I, look, I was boo-hoo crying because of the love of a father. Now, understand, I came from a household what didn't have a father. Didn't know what a father looked like. Didn't know what, what, it, what it was defined. But when I got here, I started seeing the image of a father. Man, and I started, I, I started boo-hoo crying Wednesday. I'm like, honey, listen. They are replying. They are texting us. And I don't have to know what they're going through. All my job is to do is pray. You don't have to know what they're going through. Your job is to pray and speak that everything is going to work out fine. That's it. That's it. I don't have to be that close. You get what I'm saying? Like, I don't, you know, I, 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 I love my dad. And like I said years ago, I would fight for my father. And I don't have to know. He, he don't tell me what's going on in the house. He don't tell me that. 
It ain't my job to know that. It's not my business. But my business is to pray and believe. Amen. Amen. Love you, Dad. Love you, Mom. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, so let's get in, let's get into this. Uh, let's 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 ride this thing, man. I'm 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 excited a little bit about this word, but y'all done did all the yoo-hoo, and we done did all our praising, and because we're probably not gonna do a whole bunch of that tonight today. It's okay. I, I just came to really just encourage you. Okay, I, I came to encourage you, um, and I apologize, media. I didn't give y'all a real title. Because I forgot to put the title at the top. My fault. But, but we'll get it, okay? Right, let's go to um, Isaiah 53. Whew! And we, we're going to work, we're going to first, we're going to read the first five verses, but we're just going to dissect verse five. We, we're talking about healing. Everybody call this the healing scripture. But I, I come to contest to y'all that it's more than healing in this scripture right here. All right, we're going to read verse 5, and I, I got it in the app, Amplified, so if you don't have Amplified, you can be able to look at it on the screen. Okay, and once again, we're going to read the first five verses for context, and um, I know that we are a word church. We are a word church. All right, but on this paper right here, I, God didn't give me a whole bunch of uh, scriptures. And the reason why I say that is because I, I want us to look at part A of the verse, first verse, which says, who has believed? <laughs> we know King James says, who's believed the report of the Lord? All right. But just verse, five, verse one says this, who has believed, trust in, relied upon, clung to our message? of that which was revealed to us and to whom has the arm of the Lord been disclosed for the servant of God grew up before him like a tender plant like a like root out of dry ground he has no form or comeliness royal kingly prompt He was despised and rejected and forsaken by man. A man of sorrows and pains, and acquainted with grief and sickness, and like one for whom we feel our sickness, he was despised and rejected. I appreciate his worth. Surely he has borne our griefs, sicknesses, weakness, and distress, and care. And pains of punishment and ignorantly and afflicted by God as if with leprosy. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our guilt and iniquities. The chastisement needful to obtain peace be, uh, was upon him. And with his stripes that wounded him, we are healed and made whole. All right, so once again, verse 5 says, But he was wounded for our transgressions. 
He was bruised for our guilt and iniquities. The chastisement needful to obtain peace. Needful to obtain peace. The chastisement needful to obtain peace and well-being for us was upon him. And with the stripes that wounded him, we are healed and made whole. All right, so the title of this message is The Greatest Substitute. And the subtitle would be, I done it, but he paid for it. I done it, but he paid for it. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you today thanking and praising you, Lord God, for what you've done, what you've already said. We thank you, Lord God, that the victory belongs to Jesus, and because it belongs to him, he's given it us, God, and we thank you, Father, for that. Now, Father God, allow me to speak with clarity. Father God, let us all be attentive to what you have to say today. And Father God, let this word be an, an encouragement, God, not only to these people, but God for the nation. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Y'all may have a seat. So the greatest substitute. As you know, Thursday, we celebrated Thanksgiving. And we had, have a lot to be thankful for. I was sitting there thinking, I was, when I was going through this word, um, I, I thought about, for some reason, how man made the calendar, but God made sure it was orchestrated the way it was. Where at the end of the year, you had Thanksgiving, and then followed by what we call Christmas or the, the, the birth of Christ. Now, understanding if, you, if we're in the word or whatnot, we understand that Christ wasn't born in December, okay? But because of how it was orchestrated by, the, by man, and I still believe that God had something to do with this, we had Thanksgiving, and then we had Christ. So when I looked at that, it made me say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. What we say, thank, thank, Thanksgiving, Thank you, at the end, Jesus. Not only that, at the end of everything, Jesus is in it. At the end of everything, when you're going through what you're going through, when Jesus get in it, everything changes. Everything moves around, so you have to say, thank you, Jesus. But I say all that because I'm, I'm talking about Christmas coming up, and we always talk about gifts and ex exchanges of gifts. You know, some of us have, you know, we desire some gifts that, you know, uh, when we see them, it makes us very excited. Yay! Oh, I'm getting this right here. Bless Jesus. I got it. Thank you. Now, there are some gifts, there are some gifts that we don't get as excited for, but it's helpful. Right? You know, you, you get, get them that, new, that new toothbrush, you know. You, you know what I'm saying? Hey, you know, you, you, you don't desire it, but it's very helpful, you know. You know, and those are, those are great, but those are great gifts, great gifts. But today, like I said, I, I really come to talk about the greatest gift that we can all have, but I also call him the greatest substitute, which is Jesus. Jesus is the greatest substitute of all times. I don't care what you think, what you've heard. Jesus is the greatest substitute. 
And the reason why I can say that is because look about look at your life. Look look back a little bit of your life. And if I get ahead of myself, it's okay. Because God is good anyway. Look back a little bit over your life. Think about the things that you've done, the things that you've said, or the things that you didn't do, the things that you didn't say. And you know you should have been charged for it. I heard an old songwriter said, it should have been me, it could have been me, it would have been me if it wasn't for the blood. It should have been me, it could have been me, it would have been me if it wasn't for the blood. Meaning that Jesus substituted himself for us. That in itself is a great thing to praise God about. Hallelujah. All right, so substitute. Let's, let's, let's look at this word substitute. Substitute is a person or thing that takes the place or function of another to take the place of. Okay? A little few synonyms. Use in place of. Swapped. Replacement. Fill in. Stand in. Trade. All right, so let me give you just a few examples, few examples. Once again, like I said, hey, we're we going to dissect Isaiah 53, verse 5, and we're out of here, okay? But let me give you a few examples. Do you remember most of us who, who, who've been in school, who graduated school, they used to have something called a substitute teacher? Now, now listen, I don't know about you, but <laughs> it may be a reason why it's hard to get subs today. <laughs> because when, when most of us seen a substitute teacher, woo, <laughs> that classroom was popping. That class, hey, listen, I, I'm not going to lie, I, don't, I, I have... I think I, I didn't do no work. I, I, there, there was nothing being done when we had a substitute teacher. And the, and, the, and the thing about it was, the substitute know that something was probably not going to happen that day. And the teacher probably knew that a lot of stuff wasn't going to happen that day. So most times what teachers did was, let's give them a video. So, so what they said was, hey, you're going to watch this video and take notes. Okay, if that happened to y'all, raise your hand if you know that happened. Okay, so, so a substitute teacher was it, was, it was pretty much just somebody who was taking place of the teacher. It was a stand-in that took a lot from the kids. Because the thing is, a, a real teacher, uh, uh, and I'm going to say a real teacher because we do have some, uh, I'm, I'm in the uh, school education system, so we do have some teachers that shouldn't be teaching. They just there for a job. All right? We, we do have that. They're just there for a job. But you had some teachers who really cared for you. And, and I, I, like, I like the system that I'm in because thank God that I, I have favor. But what I do is, when I'm leaving and I need a sub, 
I'm able to choose my son. Now, now most people are not, hey, listen, most, most uh, schools, you don't have that, that, you know, that advantage. But I'm able to choose my son. So I'm able to choose someone who's going to be firm with the kids, someone who's going to do exactly, may not do exactly what I've done, but they're going to do it as close as they can because I've seen them work before. All right? So, but most of us, most teachers don't have that advantage. So they just have to put somebody in there because, hey, I'm not thinking about them kids while I'm gone on my vacation. So now, you know, I'm being selfish, not praying over the kids, not doing none of that stuff. Not praying for the sub because you know the sub need prayer. None of, none of that stuff going on. Amen. So substitute teacher. I'm going to go into uh, uh, sports. How about this? We, I know Jonathan is a baseball player, so I know most times with subs, you have either a pitch hitter, a pitch runner. If you have a pitcher, you may have a reliever. Someone who relieves the pitcher, all right? In basketball, the first person who comes off the bench, they call him the sixth man, meaning that they give him an award, sixth man of the year or whatnot. Now, in football, we have a reserve, subs, things of that nature. How many of you, uh, just a story, how many of you guys ever heard of this man named Drew Bledsoe? Raise your hand. Drew Bledsoe, Okay. Drew Bledsoe was a quarterback for New England Patriots. Now, he, he's been to the, the Super Bowl twice. He's won one time. Now, that one time he won, he wasn't a starting quarterback. Okay? He was considered to be a great quarterback. Matter of fact, he was a great quarterback. And unfortunately, he got injured. He got hurt. So they had to put his sub in. There was this young guy, about 6'5". He was about 220, 230, something like that. He ran maybe a 5'3", 5'4". He was the last quarterback selected at a point in time. He ended up being the sub for him. His name was Thomas Edward Patrick Brady, <laughs> Jr. <laughs> we all call him Tom Brady. So he ended up becoming what we, everyone now call him the GOAT, the greatest of all time. But he only got there because he was able to sub for somebody else. Now, now, now listen, listen. Now, now the, the team at that point in time was going to the Super Bowl, and before, before they went to the Super Bowl, they played another team called the Oakland Raiders, who at that point in time, was a real good team, all right? But when he got subbed in, he helped them win that game, and then he helped them beat the team what everybody used to call the greatest um, show on turf, which was the Los, well, they're not Los Angeles Rams, but now they, well, they was back then was St. Louis Rams. So they end up bringing in a substitute who nobody really thought of, nobody really thought he was going to do nothing. He was the last quarterback picked out of 13 quarterbacks. So he was number 13. Okay. So basically they didn't see him as nothing but a backup. Matter of fact, they didn't really see him as backup because he was either third or fourth string when he first got there. Okay. Meaning that he was nobody, nothing to those people. 
But when they replaced him, when they replaced Drew Bledsoe with him, he became a seven-time Super Bowl champion quarterback. He was substituted to make not only the New England team great, but now down the street, that team down the street, great. I'm, I'm glad. Why, why are you bringing that in? I'm glad you asked. So the Bible talks about when we went up, it talks about how Jesus, uh, um, and I want to say verse 3 through, uh, three, no, 2 through 4, it talks about how we looked at Jesus as nobody, as a nothing. He was, he, he was despised. He was rejected. He, he, was, he was nothing. That's what we looked at him as. We, don't, we didn't look, look at him as the prince of life. We didn't look at him as any of that. But he was the one who substituted himself for you, for me, to make us champions. That's what he did. You are a champion because he substituted himself. Did he have to do it? But because he loved us so much. All right? But the issue isn't that. The issue is, do we believe that? I thank God for the songs that they sung. They were talking about, I believe that you are my healer. Okay? Do you really believe that God is your healer? Do you really believe, let me see, believe, relied on, trusted, clung to? Do you really believe? Because that has been our issues, is the belief factor. When I first came in, I talked about panicking, right? Right? What happens is when your faith has decreased because you see what's going on, that's how panic come in. Because you're not believing that God is your healer. You're not believing that God is your deliverer. You're not believing that God is your savior. You're not believing that Jesus paid it all for you. You're not, you don't believe that. And because we don't believe that, that's when fear comes in. And because fear don't came in, the things that you feared the most. Do you know, I was, even with that, with Job, with Job, Job didn't fear about dying. Job didn't fear about losing everything. Job feared that his kids was cursing God. Think about it. Y'all, read, how dad say, read your word. <laughs> Job feared that his kids was cursing God. That's why that was his fear. Why, why did you say that? Because it was every day that he went to the temple sacrificing for them. He wasn't sacrificing for living. He wasn't sacrificing for losing everything. He was sacrificing because he feared that his kids was cursing God. That's why when the Bible talks about he lost everything and he, he started getting sick and his wife said, hey, are you going to keep your dignity, your integrity, and you're not going to curse God? And he said, she, he said, woman, are you crazy? He said, woman, are you crazy? He said, woman, are you crazy? 
He said, okay, even though we know Satan was the one who took away, he said, the Lord gives. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Because he understood. He said, naked did I come in here. He said, I didn't have nothing when I grew up. I, I didn't have anything. God gave me all this stuff. And because God gave it to me, guess what? He'll give it back to me. So I'm not worried about that. When it's time for me to die, guess what? I'm okay about that because I know where I'm going. But his fear was his kids. Amen? Okay. That, that wasn't part of this message. My bad. All right. So let's, let's get into it. So, so let, let me ask you this question. If you had all the money in the world, think about it. I just want you to imagine this. If you had all the money in the world, would your life change? How much of your life would change? Would, would, would your, your food, would your food, do you, would you have substitution for the food that you eat right now? Yes? All right. What about your living? Would, would your house be different than where you're living at now? Uh, vehicles. Would your vehicles, would you be driving something a little different? Or are you driving your dream car right now? No? Okay. Um, what about your clothes? Would your clothes be different? Okay. That's awesome. That's good to hear. But what I came to tell you is, even though those substitutions are great, there's nothing greater than Jesus. That's all I can. Listen, y'all, I told you this is going to be very simple, very easy, very quick. There's nothing greater than Jesus. Nothing greater. No substitute greater than who we serve. The one who did all for us. There's nothing. Hey, I, I want to take you, take you to a place. I'm going to show you the first substitution for man. All right? And today we will, we will see this as a financial substitution. Watch. Watch this. Watch this. Genesis 3. Go to Genesis 3. Now, we understand God when God created the heavens and the earth, he, he substituted darkness for light. We understand that. But I want to show you this for us, for man, okay? Now, we understand in chapter 3, verse 1, we're talking about Satan came to Eve, and what happened was with Eve, Eve listened to what Satan had to say. She ended up doing something she didn't have no business doing, but not just her. The man was with her, so he seen her doing what he was, she was doing, and she, he decided to do what she did. Right? They eyes and open until the man ate the fruit. Not when the woman ate it. The man ate the fruit. Meaning that if it wasn't for the man, their eyes would not have been open. Men, listen. All right? So verse 6 says this right here. Okay? It says, so when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and the tree and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were open, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made them coverings. Okay? So we would call. What they did was they decided, okay, I see you, you see me, oh, I don't want this to happen, let's cover ourselves, okay? But what they covered was just their bottle. So what they was trying to do was cover their secret. Now, now listen, listen, listen. 
A lot of times, that's what a lot of us try to do. We try to cover our secrets, right? But let me show you what, how love, the Bible says love covers a multitude or covers all sin, right? So let's go down to verse 20. Okay, so God, they don't find, God don't find out, hey, y'all, done, y'all decided to find, uh, do something, y'all ain't have no business, I'm going to throw y'all out, all right? Now, he, he not throwing them out because he don't love them. He threw them out because he didn't want the sin to keep going because the tree of life was in them. And he didn't want them to be living on sin forever and forever because he understand what would happen, all right? So he had to throw them out because of love, all right? So this is how much he loved them, though, Okay? Verse 20 says this, and Adam called his wife Eve because she was the mother of all living. Also for Adam and his wife, God, the Lord God, made tunics of skin and clothed them. So, first substitution. If you look at that word tunics of skin, it talks about a robe, meaning that I'm covering your whole body. I'm going to cover everything that you know. I'm going to cover all your mess. I'm going to cover everything. This is, what, this, is what he, this is what God was trying to sh- was showing. No, hold on. I don't know the best um, designers. I, it don't, I, I, I mean, I'm going to look good what I'm put on anyway. That's just who I am. All right? I, it, it don't have to be designer clothes. I don't know the best designers, but I guarantee you that when God created what he created for them, it was the best. It was the best. It was God who created it. God was the, the first designer, right? What are you saying? I'm glad you asked me that. Do you remember Dad talked about it last week? Um, evangelist Warren, one of the first times he spoke, he talked about that prodigal son. And he talked about how the, 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 the young boy who was in the pig pen, he found out, he thought about, hey, I can go home and because the servants probably eat more than I do at this moment, eating better than I am. I can go home, and I, may, and I can tell him, hey, I've sinned against you, and I've sinned against God. I'm not worthy to be your son. But when he got home, he was just coming out of the pig pen. He was, he was just eating what the pigs ate, all that. But when he got home, the Bible said that the man, his father decided to cover him with the best. Even though he might have been smelling real bad. Even though he probably haven't took a bath. Because it was on him. He, was, he, he had nothing but mess on him. My wife told me to find another word than mess, but I, I apologize, y'all. I'm from the country. Mess is what the word is today. Even though I may have stink, stinking, my sin is stinks to God's nostril. Because all that going on, I'm still going to cover you with the best. Even though I might have messed up. Even though I know I done did some things wrong. Even though, but God, because you love me so much, I'm going to cover you with the best. First substitution. What we call that financial? Just a question. I'm I'm asking. Now, back then, maybe not. But here, what we call that uh, financial? I would. I would call that financial because, hey, we're talking about going from one designer to the best designer. You, you understand what I'm saying? So, so in spite of my wrongdoing, 
not, not only am I going to cover your secret, but I'm going to cover all of you because that's what love does. Love covers all sin. Not just a little small, little small stuff. The, uh, I'm going to cover all of you because I love you that much. Because I love you that much. Because I love you that much. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, so, so, so let's break this thing down here. We're going to break down Isaiah 3 and 53 and 5. 1, 2, 3, 4. I'm going to be done by 1, 2, 3, 4. Miss Gigi. One, two, three, four. I, I think about when dad and mom were like, one, two, three, four. Hey, mom and dad, I'm on y'all. I'm on y'all. I got you. I got you. One, two, three, four. All right. So Isaiah 53, verse 5. We're talking about substitution, our great substitution. Hallelujah. All right. So first thing it says was he was wounded for our transgressions. So first substitution Wounds for, for our transgressions. We were supposed to be wounded. It was supposed to be our wounds because it was us who made the mistake. It was us who did the wrong, right? All right, so that word wound, that word wound is the word kalau. means to, to wound fatally, to bore through, to pierce. To bore. Now we're talking about Jesus here. But imagine yourself being that person. Because it's supposed to be you. It should have been me. It could have been me. It would have been me if it wasn't for the blood. So we're here talking about he was wounded fatally. Bore through. He was pierced. He was born because of my transgressions. When I transgressions means pestle, means my trespass, my sin, my rebellion. Can, do you remember when you was rebelling? Do you remember when you was in sin? Because I know we're not sinning no more, right? We, we're, not, not, we're not habitual sinners, right? All right? We understand that, hey, we must die daily. We understand that part. We know that, you know, uh, the good thing about God is when you make a mistake, you can come to him boldly. You don't, you don't have to be all scared about it. You don't have to, to ponder about it. You don't have to panic about it. You can come to him boldly because Jesus has already taken your sin. The Bible said that he called him the intercessor. How, why is he intercessing? Come on, my brother. He's intercessing like this right here. This is the father. I'm the son. I'm sitting beside the father. And he's interceding for you when you make a mistake. Because so, God, all God is doing is looking. And he's looking at, sir, see these nails? I took that for that right there. Do, do you see how they press that crown on my I took that for that right now. Did, 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 do you see how they pierced that? Do you see my? I took that for them. So, Father, I thank you that you're forgiving them because of me. Thank you, Father, because, hey, I know I didn't have to do it, but I love them, and I know you love them. Thank you for taking me. Thank you for taking me there because, God, I know you didn't have to. 
Uh, you know that sickness that they got? Guess what? I took that sickness for them. So guess what? They, don't, they, they shouldn't be sick right now. Take it, take it away from them. You know what? They down and depressed. Guess what? I took that from them too. That's what God, that is Jesus, Jesus the intercede. He's interceding for you and me and me and you. Hallelujah. Right now, this is what he's doing. That's why we don't have to be sick. That's why we don't have to be broken. That's why we don't have to be depressed. That's why we don't have to be distressed. Because he's standing right there. Interceding for me and you. That's what, that's what he's doing. God is standing there, watch, looking at Jesus, looking at what he done went through. He done, he, he's always reminded, always reminded of what Jesus done done, just for you. Always reminded. Remember, Jesus is a man. He's a man. He still got those scars on his hands at this moment. The reason why he still have them, to remind God, hey, look, yeah, they made a mistake. But look at this right here. Yeah, they made a mistake, but look at this right here. You remember? How, how you know? How you know that he's still? Do you remember Dr. Thomas? When Thomas said, hey, I, I have to see the, the, the nails. I have to see the piercing. I, I have to see it to believe it. So Jesus came in there and said, hey, look at my hands. They still there. They still there. So that's how I know he still have them for you. For me. Because there's going to be a day when he won't have it no more because he ain't going to need to have it no more. But still, right now, because we're here. Hallelujah. Make an intercession for you and me. Come on, man. Y'all got to get this. Come on. Listen, if you really believe this, you understand that there's nothing that Satan can do that can stop you from getting what God has for you. Hallelujah. The Bible says this. Hey. Hey, Romans 8 and 32. Can you put that up for me? Romans 8 and 32. Oh, hallelujah. Flow, Father. Just flow. You just flow. It says, it says this. You know what? Let me, let, me, let me get it. Let me get it. One of my, I, I want to make sure I see it right because it's one of my favorite ones. Matter of fact, it's probably my, I mean, Romans 8 is powerful anyway. It says this. It says, he who did not spare his own son but deliver him for us. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Freely give us all things. Freely give us all things. So you're free to walk this earth because he freely give you all things. You're free from sickness because he freely give you all things. You're free from brokenness, lack, poverty, whatever, because he freely give you all things. But you have to believe it. You have to believe it. If you don't believe it, then you stay where you at. You stay stuck. If you don't believe it, you stay sick. If you don't believe it, you stay broke. If you don't believe it, you stay depressed, oppressed. You, you, but you have to believe it. And by God, I believe it. I believe it. Come on, tell your neighbor, I believe it. Hallelujah. All right, so, so number two, he was bruised for our iniquities. I, and, and when I was looking at this, I was thinking wounded and bruised was about the same thing. But 
really is not. It really is not. Bruise. You got the word decal, which means to break. Break in pieces. Break in pieces. <laughs> Crush. Bruised. Destroy. Break in pieces. Ladies and gentlemen, this is supposed to be us. Think about your life. Think about your body. If it was broken pieces. And I ain't talking about emotionally. Because a lot of us be talking about, oh, I'm broken pieces. Oh, I'm talking about physically broke in pieces. Jesus took a beating. He, he pretty much got ripped to pieces for us. I, I just want to show you how great this substitution was because this is what's supposed to be us. It's supposed to be us who's supposed to have been ripped to pieces. It's supposed to have been us who was supposed to have been crushed and bruised. And what we do is we think about what we're going through in this world right here. We think about the little hurt that we get in this world right here. And it doesn't compare to what Jesus done for us. The greatest substitution. Hallelujah. And why he did it? For our iniquities. Iniquities means avon, iniquity, guilt, perversion, punishment for iniquity. I don't know about you. I know I've been perverted. I don't know about you. I know I've been guilty. I don't know about you. I know I should have been punished. I don't know about you, but I'm going to talk about me right now. I know, I know, I know about me. I know what he done brought me out of. I know what he done brought me through. That's why when y'all see me up here praising, I, I'm, hey, I'm on it because I understand. He done did too much for me that I cannot just sit there and just give him a pity pat. I can't do it. Some of y'all been brought out of some stuff. And it wasn't you who did brought you out. Mm. Hallelujah. All right. We're going on. Chastised for our peace. Chastised for our peace. When I first read, when I was looking at the scripture, I always called this a healing scripture. And I never really thought about this part right here. Chastised for our peace. Meaning that this scripture is so much more than just healing. Because when we get to that word peace, uh, y'all, come on, come on my peoples. Come on, my church people. Come on, my exceeding grace Christians people. This word, peace, don't mean just healing. Chastisement, chastisement. Let me, let me go to the first. Musard, correction, discipline, chastening, rebuke, correction, discipline. Chestnut, rebuke. He did this for, for you, for you. Because this is supposed to be us again, remember. I want you to look at these things and substitute yourself for Jesus. 
because it's supposed to be used. All right? Think about it. Jesus is at, Jesus is in heaven chilling. He got the peace. He got the healing. He's divine. He, he has divine health. There's nothing wrong with Jesus. He's perfect in all his ways. There's nothing that, that Jesus did to everything that he did was good. But because of us, the Bible said he who knew no sin <laughs> became sin. So you can be righteous. So you can be righteous. You can be made whole. For you. It's for you. Everything is for you. He loved, loved you so he can give you everything. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. But he got chastised for our peace. Our word peace, shalom. Peace. He got beaten, bruised, chastised, whooped for our peace, our wellness, our welfare, our safety, our health, our prosperity. So everything he took was for us to have that right there. This... I'm not making it up. It is in the, y'all looking at the same word I'm looking at, right? And y'all do believe this word, right? Because what I've realized that a lot of people know word. They know it. They know it back and forth. But do they really believe it? Are they really walking in what they, what they believe in? Because if you believe what you're saying, you will walk in what you believe in. So do you believe that he was chastised for you to be peaceful? You have welfare. You can be safety. You can have divine healing. You can be prosperous. Do you really believe that? That's why, that's why it was real easy for me to just take one verse and we just go down this because I believe this right here. I believe this. This right here, this, this verse, this one verse, really summarized pretty much this Bible. And I'm telling the reason why is because everything that we desire, everything, everything, the healing, the deliverance, because he substitutes everything for us. Everything in this one verse right here. Hallelujah. And this is Isaiah. Y'all, listen, this was Isaiah who wrote this, this, this word 700 years before Jesus even walked this earth. And what, what, makes, what makes it great for me is because he said, he still said, we and our, our, meaning that it doesn't matter if it was 2,000 years ago or if it was now. This still is the same word for all the people who live on this earth, for our prosperity, for our welfare, our safety. Hallelujah. And last one. Oh, y'all. <laughs> Stripes for our healing. I believe you're my healer. 
I believe you're my healer. Do you really believe it? Once again, I just came to encourage you today. Bring your, get your belief back up. Get your belief back up. Get your belief back up. Find your, find, find your scripture in here and stand on it. You, you, if you don't believe the scripture that we just, we, we just read, this Isaiah 3 and 5, find you one to stand up on. I believe this one because, like I said, for my life, this is what I believe in. This is, this is what I, this, look, I'm going to heaven anyway. I've, I've already confessed. I've already believed. I'm going to heaven anyway. But what I do feel like is if I don't do everything, if I don't get everything God has gave me to get, then the chastising, the bruising, the wounds, all that was small in my eyes. Because he told me that by his stripes I'm healed. He told me by the chastisement I should be prosperous. He told me all these things. So if I don't get that, then what I believe in Jesus was very small of me. That's why we got to be rich. That's why we got to be healed. That's why we got to be whole. That's why we have to go, go in there and lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. That's why. Hallelujah. All right. Stripes. Stripes, hurt, bruise, blueness, wounds. Okay? So he took all that so I can have Rapha, Jehovah Rapha. Heal, cure, repair, thoroughly, make whole. This one blessed me right here. This one right here blessed me, physician. So by his stripes, we are physicians. I want y'all to get that. Now, we, we, we heard that by his stripes, we are healed. By his stripes, we are cured, we are repaired, but then it says we are physicians. Okay, somebody going to get it, somebody going to get it, somebody get it. Meaning that you have divine health in your body that you can walk out, you can touch somebody, and they will be healed, they will be made whole. This is... Are y'all reading this? So, so it's not only be for us to be healed. It's us to go out and heal as well. Then, then the Bible says that for those who believe, they shall lay hands on the sick. But what, what do you supposed to believe? That he was wounded for our transgression. Bruce Wild Nicotines, the chastisement of peace was upon him, and with by his stripes we are able to go out. Not only are we made whole, but we're able to go out and heal others. 
That's it. That's it. So if don't don't ever yes, the word is about is for us and it's about us, but it's always also about others. So we can't be selfish on anything that we do. Matter of fact, God, Jesus was unselfish. He was never a selfish person. He took everything for us. So we have to be the same way. Amen. 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 Come on, give God glory. All right. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Whew. We have a blank check that is signed by Jesus with his blood. Whatever you desire, whatever you, you need, he's already paid for it. He's already given it to you. Uh, he, he has always been that substitute. I, I want to leave you with this story right here, and this this is, you know, for for these for the movie people. How many of you guys remember the movie Trading Places? How many of you guys ever seen the movie Trading Places? Okay, all right. So this movie <laughs> was about this this man who was a rich man, very rich. He had everything that he he desired. All right. And he worked at this company, all right, which was a stock stock company. And he was very rich. And one day he walked past this other, this this guy who was pretty much a nobody, a nothing. He was a hustler, pretty much a hustler, all right. And he ended up, at the beginning of the movie, he ended up saying that this guy was trying to rob him, which he wasn't. He wasn't trying to rob him. But... They end up putting the, the other guy in jail. And the ones that the rich guy worked for, they made a bet. And they made a bet saying that we can make the other guy rich and he'll be able to live differently. And we'll make the other, the other, the rich guy poor. And he will change everything about himself. Come to, realize, come to find out, they, they end up doing that. They was able to make the man who was a, a hustler, a rich guy, and at first he didn't believe it. Like, what? what? No, for real? This is mine? Really? You know, didn't believe it. And they made the, the, the rich guy a poor guy. And he had to, had to live like the hustler did. He was broken. He, he tried to kill himself at one point in time because he just didn't understand. But when both of them came to, to know each other, at the end of the movie, both of them end up becoming rich. Both of them live differently than they ever lived before. <laughs> Why you told that story? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> you was the broken one. You was the one who was poor, you was the hustler. You was the gambler. You was the one who did the things that you didn't have no business doing. Jesus lived as a king, which he is a king. He's still the king. Still the king of king, Lord of lords. But he decided to take your place. That you now could live as a rich man. As a healed man. As a delivered man. And at the end of it all, you both will be seated in heavenly places. 
you both will be seated at heavenly places. Amen? Amen. So I just want to leave you with that. Believe. Bring your faith back up. Allow God to be who he is or who he said he is in your life and believe that he's already paid for everything that you need. He, Jesus is the greatest substitute. Jesus is the greatest substitute. I don't care. Whatever you can substitute your life for and everything, Jesus has already did the greatest thing that you could ever have or you can ever imagine. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah.